JB and Jules for breakfast, only on Triple M. Hit subscribe now. I don't want to sound alarmist. I don't want to get people too worked up and concerned. Right. But a one and a half metre hammerhead shark has been spotted at a local beach. This is my worst nightmare. Toby, they're, they're, they're naturally peaceful. No, shut up. It's a shark. They're in lo- the water where dog- people are swimming. They're just big dogs of the sea that can rip you in half if they decide Oh, what to. have you fought off of? Um, Nah. Humongous shark, and you've lived to tell the tale. Yep, taken on great white, all sorts of stuff. No, they're actually my biggest fear, sharks, and that's why this story really intrigued me. I think sharks are phenomenal. I love them. I watch Shark Week every year, but I'm also horrified. Um, but get this: uh, a traveller by the name of Aaron Flanders, stupid Flanders, he was visiting Woodgate, yes, and uh, walking along the beach when suddenly he <sighs> spotted a shark in <gasps> the shallows. Um, but have a listen. To Flanders, as he's watching on of this shark, listen to how excited the bloke is. Hey guys, I'm just cruising along on Gate Beach. I want to go too deep. I really, I seriously, I don't know what it is, but there's a shark right there. I think it's a shovely because it's not in very deep water. How cool is that? That is so wicked. No way in God's name. Look at him, there he is. There he is. Look. That's how close he is to the shore. He's right. I can walk out and touch him, man. I want to get me juice bit, though, and I'm in clean pants. The only thing stopping him was his clean pants. Don't pet the shark, stupid Flanders. Why is stupid Flanders so excited about this shark? Because he's an idiot. Yeah, well, no, don't be so mean to Flanders. He seems like a happy guy. He's having a good time. But I thought I'd do a bit of a look in. Um, This is a recap on myself. Mm. And my reaction Great. in the exact same situation as Flanders. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm down at Woodgate Beach and there's a shark, so I'm just going to get the f out of here. Yep, go on. We'll go over to the pub. Yeah, go on, finish. <laughs> Respect the shark. <laughs> that was wild. Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. I love being an auntie. I think it is honestly one of the biggest joys that I've gotten, getting to meet my little niece, Billy. It is something really special, and um, there'd be there'd be people listening that go, wait till you have your own. And <laughs> yeah. I, I can only imagine when you the, the love you'd feel when you have your own. But to see, um, for us, like we're only become aunties and uncles in the last two years. Yeah. And, yeah, to, to see a part of your family in the form of this little child, it's it's really cool. It it's is. awesome. And another thing that I guess has changed is that dynamic, I guess, of video chats. Yeah, no one gives a shit about anyone <laughs> except the babies. Yeah. yeah, and when I got to meet Billy in, in Melbourne for the first time, you know, she would get distracted by, I don't know, a tag underneath the couch because that's at her eye level when she's crawling around. Or there's a mirror and she sees her reflection. She goes... Oh, my God, that's so cool. Uh, someone that deserves a mention of the dogs of the family because mm. I feel sorry for them because, like, my dogs could be there doing a triple backflip <laughs> while juggling three balls and, meanwhile, <laughs> the baby's over there biting, I don't know, something, eating their own hand, and everyone's like, oh, look at the baby, how amazing. Gold medalists and backflips, and then no, they're no longer the attention. But I find it very entertaining because we're trying to have a conversation and we love to stop and see what Billy is doing on camera. And this exact thing happened yesterday. We were trying to have a conversation um, talking about the AFL season looming and how far that I needed to travel for an away game. What's the furthest that you have to go? Uh, I know our first game is in Gympie. Halfway to Brisbane. Billy wants to go to Gympie, I think. 
Billy, what do you think of the team bus? <laughs> she sounds like Daffy Duck. I was going to say, is <laughs> that happened for an hour straight. I've never met your niece in the flesh, and I didn't realise that um, she's actually a duck. Not she a is, in fact, Daffy Duck, yeah. um, and that Daffy Duck was, in fact, very well and truly <laughs> ready for bed. <laughs> they're different, but they're ours. JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. Things are getting spooky here in Bundaberg. Why do you have to do this to us on a Tuesday morning? I, this is more. This is a public service that I'm doing to <laughs> let people know something to be aware of. All right, here we One go. One of the most popular spots in Bundaberg has been revealed by a former cleaner <sighs> as haunted. 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 You are taking the word of a cleaner that somewhere in Bundaberg is haunted. You had a go at me about my alien theory this, last this week. This cleaner is no longer employed by the place. Um, oh. I'll say that. They worked between the years 2016 and 2017. Coincidental. Where is the haunted location, the haunted popular spot in Bundaberg? I don't know. Hinkler Central. I know. I know. This is nonsense. I know. Michael you are not Ka- buying into this. <clears throat> this is fact. Michael Kavanagh, he has made some claims about the Hinkler Shopping Centre, saying it's haunted from a little boy dressed in old school clothes, a shadow figure, of course, the lady in white. Um, he has seen it all between the year 2016 and 2017. He worked there for a year. Wait, hang on. So a little boy and a girl. I'll delve into it. So okay. his story of the little boy. Mm-hmm. Now, Mr. Kavanagh, he claims that the young boy looked to be dressed in late 1800s um, to early 1900s. Uh, he said, I would just see him occasionally appear at the top of the escalators right near Kmart yeah. and he would run down them. Well, he's just wearing, you know, different people's clothes. It's fine. Maybe you went to the op shop. Just an old school little boy. Uh, secondly, the shadow figure he mentioned. The now, shadow figure. This is his story word for word. This one night, I'd been feeling like I was being watched the whole shift, and in the last hour of my shift, I was buffing the floors, and I was doing the walkway between Sanity and the food court. Uh huh. I was looking at the floor when I looked up at the windows of the exit. In the reflection behind me, I saw this black shadow of a person standing a few meters behind me, like it was watching me. I kind of froze up, <laughs> just looking at the window reflection, and then it turned on its heels and ran towards Kmart. Uh, I turned around, went over to where it was watching me, Looked in the direction it ran, but there was nothing down. Oh, it's a ghost. Um, others have actually claimed to see the shadow person as well, most likely in the car park, apparently. Really? Yep. Um, it's definitely not someone who's putting trolleys away because no, they don't, ex- not. They they don't, don't do that. exist down there. Uh, finally, the lady in white, he said um, she's known to appear at the top of the ramp near Woolworths. Oh, okay. So we've gone from Kmart to Woolies. Yep. So a shadowy figure, a, a, a shadowy figure, um, the lady in white, mm. and a kid dressed in the late, in, late 1800s. This guy's seen it through the middle of the night. I guarantee every single time I've been to Hinkler during the middle of the day, <laughs> I've seen all I've three seen. of those things. Subscribe now and stay up to date. JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. Farmers have obviously had a pretty tough couple of years after uh, the drop down of Paradise Dam. Yes. Now, this has been something that's just been ongoing. It's been that at first they dropped the dam. Um, it was told that it was dangerous, so yep, it had to unsafe. be dropped. Uh, mm-hmm. Some pe- And then there were rallying groups coming out saying, well, there's no evidence of that. They got their own specialists to say it's fine. And yes. then there was a back and forth, people arguing, carrying Exhausting. on. Exhausting. Finally, uh, Christmas Eve it was, Tom Smith came out and announced that uh, there is a plan to rebuild Paradise Dam. And this was the Christmas present that we all wanted. A hundred percent. But the next thing was, well, some people are saying that 
it's taking it's going to take too long. That, uh, okay, that so the, it's proposed to finish up in 2024? 2028. Yeah, so it's it's a big project. So to put this in perspective, so people are saying, no, we want it done now. But yep. $1.2 billion doesn't um, pop out of nowhere. No. As much as I understand that the farmers need their water, yep. um, it's, it's pretty good at the moment at 100% capacity yes. of the 80% of whatever it is. Yes. Um, so it, it seems okay at the moment, and I understand why they'd want it hurried as quick as possible. But, of course. Um, but Rome wasn't built in a day. Um, but some good news is that Anastasia Palaszczuk has come out. She took to her Facebook page to make this announcement. She said, Paradise Dam on the beautiful Burnett River, 80 kilometres southwest of Bundaberg, will hold a whopping 300,000 megalitres of water when restored to full capacity. This Ooh. rebuild will be a game changer for the people of Bundaberg and the Wide Bay, providing water security and safety for communities downstream. Ooh, the state yes. government has committed to $600 million. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Anastasia, she popped in in person to deliver that news, didn't she? I think she's here now still. I think she um, went to Macadamia's Australia and said g'day there too. Well, we had the uh, we had the Deputy Prime Minister call up when he was in town. So yes. Anastasia, if you're listening, Thank the you. number is 13353. Call the show. We'd love to hear more about what you have planned here. Please. Uh, but now the wait is on the federal government. So yeah. what will happen is, and this generally happens with such big projects, is that uh, the state government says, all right, We've we've funded half of it. Yes, please match it. Federal government, please match it. So mm-hmm. now we'll wait with bad breath and see if the federal government comes to the party. Yes, and, please um, do. At least we've got a start and uh, there actually seems to be some progress on Paradise Dam. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? I know we are absolutely astounded by the spirit that the Bundaberg community has in raising funds for things that are close to their heart. Yeah, well, we got voted. Um, they had a look uh, at the website. What's the website again? Uh, GoFundMe. GoFundMe and Bundaberg, the the top most giving place in yeah. Australia. It's unbelievable. It's insane and it continues because Bundaberg's RDFS, the Royal Flying Doctor Service, they have just announced the Local Hero Award goes to Bodie Wachnick right here in Bundaberg. How cool is that? So how, so how far does this award span? Okay, there is a local hero in nine different regions. Okay. And then we can go on to the hero of the state. But Ooh. get this, Bodie has raised over $25,000 in fundraising over for the years for the Royal Flying Doctor Service. What a legend. Yeah, he's here now. Bodie, you're an absolute superstar. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Often uh, people like yourself who, who do so much for others, when we compliment you like this, you, you don't know what to say. But uh, <laughs> by all means, Bodie, take a bow. What inspires you to, to raise money for others and, and to the tune of over twenty grand? Well, the bow race began to grow in size, and I just thought it would be a good idea, good idea to fundraise for a charity. So I just chose the Royal Flying Doctors, as over the years they have helped my family out in times of crisis. And for me, this is just my way to keep them high in the sky. Yeah, Bodie, you've got um, a pretty special connection with the Royal Flying Doctor Service. Not only one family member, not only two, but three family members have been impacted by the service. Can you share a little bit about those times? Um, yeah, well... It was first one of the times where my little sister was bitten by a brown snake. There was also a time when my uncle was in a helicopter crash. And there was also a time when my granddad lost his finger. How did he lose a finger? Um, well, he was 
going through, we were in the cattle yards when we used to live in a remote cattle station, and mm. his finger got caught in the chain of the gate, and the oh. gate got slammed ah. open. And, oh. 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 <laughs> yeah, his finger was still dangling a little bit off. Oh. Oh. They didn't reattach? Uh, they reattached, thankfully. Oh, wow, they, that's unbelievable. They were able to get there in time. And so. he, yeah, well, pretty much due to the Royal Flying Doctor Service, I imagine they wouldn't have got there in time. There would have been no chance of it if uh, if yeah. not for those guys. Yes, thankfully. Yeah. Always thankful. And that's not even it. touching on your sister getting bitten by a brown snake, nope. which, of course, is time critical compared to anything else. So Massive. Obviously yeah. impacted by you. So you must have a lot of thanks for the people that are working as a part of the RFDS. Oh, most definitely. They, they do such wonderful jobs and everything and always thankful for what they do. Now, Bodie, you've done some pretty cool things over the years to raise this money, twenty five grand. Uh, can you talk us through some of those ideas? Um, yes. So what we've done is we just, every year for nearly a decade, man, that's long, <laughs> um, we had created this boat race where everyone would build their own man-made rafts and we would race them across the dam and we'd just have a good day and we'd <laughs> all pitch in to fundraise. We'd do raffles and how, so much fun. How many actually make it across? Uh, most of the boats all make it across. Okay. I think we've had a few that actually sink <laughs> last minute, but they all... They all float, at it's least a, for a while. It's a all for a good cause, guys. <laughs> oh, well yeah. done. Well, uh, congratulations, Bodie. Um, wonderful stuff that, that you do, and uh, must be a great feeling to be to be classed as the local hero. How'd that feel finding out? It was very surprising to receive this reward. I won't lie, I never really expected anything like this to happen. I just sort of did all this just for some fun and to raise the money for a noble cause. Yeah, you're an absolute legend, Bodie. And now the next step is that we can vote for you for the Queensland Award. How do we do that exactly? Well, you can simply vote by going to the Royal Fine Doctors Facebook page where there's a link for which you can vote for any of the nominees for this year's Local Hero Award. They're all pretty good. <laughs> they're, nominees. They're doing, no, you don't have to sell them. It's no, all about no, no, you, no. Bodie. <laughs> Search today, Bodie Wachnick, when you're there, that is the man that we'll be voting for from right here, buddy. Good on you, mate. Appreciate you sharing your story and all the best for the next step. Cheers. Thanks all. They're different, but they're ours. <laughs> JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. We're good friends here on the show. Yeah, we got we naked should. in the studio together last week. We absolutely did. I uh, feel like we've crossed another step in our relationship, which is beautiful. The two-year mark. It is, is what nice. Did it. It's mm. good. It means that we can share things with people. And I wanted to share that I have been in so much pain the last couple of days. Yeah, okay. And so now I'm worried that um, maybe too much sharing is led to now yes. become this safety blanket that I don't, I'm not ready to be. But Well, this is the thing, JB. I, um, I've shared before that I have had bruises on my behind yeah. and I couldn't figure out what on earth had caused it. This happened last year and I know that I'm a clumsy person. I run into things and sometimes that causes it. Just yeah, and you were last bruising, I guess. But the, but the, 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 for the life of me, I cannot figure out how this one occurred. So okay. I have emailed you a picture of um of my behind cropped. Can you please open that right now? Really? Have oh, a look at This is at the it. email that says do not open yet. Are yeah. you sure you want to be sending this in the work folder? It's fine. It's cropped. You can't really see much except skin and oh, something very purple. Oh, it's a bit of a doozy, isn't it? It's so not good. It looks like your right <laughs> tooky cheek. Um, purple, but one of those splotchy ones. It <clears throat> it looks like a 
goat or something with a hoof has kicked you, to be honest. I call this the Jules Ass Bruise Confusion, or J-A-B-C for short. And okay. there is one of those on the other cheek. So we're doubled up, basically. So you got two. So you got yes. two of those bruises on each cheek. It's sort of on the side. It's not mm. It's not like it's on both cheeks but close to the middle. No. It's on out the wide side. So That's how right. you've done it, I don't know. Well, I need your help here because I've come up with two different scenarios and I would like you to help me figure out how this happens. Behind door number one. (laughs) Behind. (laughs) Jules did it during pole dancing. Let's get to the bottom of this. (laughs) (laughs) Jules did it during pole dancing. Yeah, I think that's short odds. This is what I'm thinking. Maybe I've done a spinny thing on the pole and then I've landed and I've been on my bottom and I've done that a number of times to the point where it's caused a bruise. When's the last time you did pole? I did it on Monday and I do it every week. Just for those listening as well, we better point out because we just drop in the fact Jules is doing pole dancing. Oh, it's Um, great fun. She does it as an exercise routine. Um, Mm. The booby tassels there just for a bit of extra fun. Um, But I think that's a pretty good theory. I like that. Well, my second theory uh, behind door number two is, remember stunt woman Kath, who's definitely not me? Yeah. In the show, she uh she rode a stroller or a yeah, pram. Yeah. That stroller slash pram was probably intended for a two-year-old. Ah, uh, wedged in. And it had a number of clips that I couldn't get my behind around. Wedged so I'm in. thinking potentially that is the cause of these bruises very evenly on both sides of my bottom. So how are you gonna go home and explain to your parents? Mm. Look, I've got bruises on my bum. Yes. It's either from riding a child's stroller or doing pole dancing. So there's only one way I can logically figure this out. Okay. I quit pole dancing. Okay. At least for a week and ride as many prams as I possibly can. So if anyone has a pram, please send it my way and we'll figure this out. She only breaks one wheel at a time, we promise. That was wild. Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. He's one of those names, whether you're India surfing or not, uh, Kelly Slater. Yep, yep. Pretty well-known name, Kelly Slater. But get this. It's been 30 years since he won his first Billabong Pipeline. He has just won his eighth, just six days before his 50th birthday. What? Unbelievable. Yes, mate, 100%. Take a round of applause. Uh, That is incredible. What? A uh, longevity in his career is just the word that's popping up for me. What is it with surfers? I don't know what it is. The beach, they're all tan, they're all Beautiful sexy. Beautiful bodies, They're yep. just all bloody attractive. Just walk out of the water and they look phenomenal. They're relaxed. Yeah, I know. I'm down the beach and I look like Megaloo. But um, <laughs> big congratulations to Kelly Slater. Incredible. And it's actually inspired me for another one of JB's top threes. This one, we're taking it. Golden Oldies. Oh, yeah. So I'm not going to say they're old in life, but older for athletes. For the sport, yeah. Yeah, and these are athletes that have managed to hold an incredible career over a long period of time. Great. Kelly Slater obviously deserves a lot of accolades. Sure. Someone else I'd throw in the ring is our very own Alfie Langer, who had that <gasps> epic comeback later yes. in life to ring glory for Queensland. Uh, someone else, Rocky Balboa. Of course, he was uh, retired, working in his shop. He was deep in his 50s, and the champion <laughs> offered him up a battle. Here Rocky Balboa took it deep into the tent. Do you remember that happening? Yes, I do. You remember that sporting Did moment? Did that actually happen? It was a movie, but nearly had you. <laughs> nearly had you. I knew it. But let's get Which into movie the, and Rocky? Uh, Rocky Balboa. It was The seventh? Seventh film? I think it was the seventh film in the yep, franchise. Totally. But let's get into the real ones of JB's top three golden oldies. Coming in at... Three. Serena Williams. 
Yes, she is a superstar. Uh, yeah. Did she play while she was pregnant? <laughs> yeah, she did play while she was pregnant. Then she won the Australian Open immediately after having a baby. She's now 40 <laughs> years old. She's won 23 Grand Slam singles titles, the most by any player in the Open era, uh, and the second most of all time, just behind our very own Margaret Court with 24. How good. Uh, now the Women's Tennis Association ranked her at the singles world number one on eight separate occasions between 2002 and 2017. On the sixth occasion, she ranked there for 186 consecutive weeks. She's the only American player, male or female, to have won more than 20 majors. She is amazing. Absolutely incredible. Two. Another American coming in at second spot. I did try to find more Aussies, but yep. we just don't age that well, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. Something in the American waters. Coming in number two, LeBron James. Yep. Now, He's not that old, but he's 37 now, right? And That's he's still for a at the peak of his career. He's now hit 20 years in the NBA. He has four championship rings. He was the league MVP for four different years, the finals MVP four times, made the All-Star squad 17 times, and he's still going with a team that is a chance of taking out the championship, even though the Lakers are a bunch of jerks and I hate them. <laughs> LeBron James spends over one million dollars a year on his body alone. One million so just checkups, checkups, all oh. the stuff that he needs—a million dollars. But what an investment, considering he's yeah. on well over thirty million dollars oh, a year. Oh yeah, that's pre-change. He's also now a movie star in the latest <laughs> Space Jam. Still a jerk though. Let's hit the top spot. One. The recently retired Tom Brady. Oh um, yes. He retired last week. Forty-four years old. Twenty-two years he was in the NFL for it, starting. Get this, 316 of the 318 games his team's played. So oh, my God. That's huge. He's consistent. All-time record, 243 wins, just 73 losses. Uh, he completed uh, well over well over half of his attempts at passes, which is unheard of. Finished with seven Super Bowl rings. Ridiculous. Top and he spot. still doesn't earn as much as his wife does. No. <laughs> So moral of the story, stuff sport, get into modelling. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that was wild. Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. It's an unfortunate state of affairs at the moment in Bundy. There is COVID circling nah, around. I don't know what you're talking the about. The C word. Yep, it was inevitable. But unfortunately, there's a few people that are isolating at home or having to get tests to get back to work. Yeah, 100%. There's been plenty of people doing this. And there was, a, I guess, a moment where I thought, you know what? Can we actually get some money back come tax time well, I remember with these having, tests? I remember having a chat with my wife going, it's kind of BS, right? If we have to spend extended time because of rules that have been put, us from, put on us from the government, like yep. we were fine to go back to work, but we had to stay down for certain rules that have been imposed on us. Yes. Why should we lose out financially? Or why should we have to fork out money for these rat tests to get back to work? Well, yep. I have questions. I don't have answers. But hopefully our mate Graham Wynn from Superior People and Recruitment can help us. Please, Graham, help us. <laughs> That's your official new theme song as well, Graham. Just saying. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. <laughs> Now, can you help us out? Is there any way, like, say we get tests, is there any way to claim back any sort of money for it? There actually is now. Yes, the government decided that um, we can get some tax back on our on our rats, which is great. Um, and basically, it works on your. Imagine, your own tax imagine ratio. if you'd have heard yourself say that two years ago. We well, get tax oh. back on our rats. You go, what the hell has happened there? <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> Abbreviations can be wonderful things at times. Yes. So how much exactly can we get with these rat tests? 
Look, it works on your own sort of tax rate. Most people who pay the standard 32.5%. You're looking at something in the region of about $6 for every $20 you spend. Something in those ranges is what you get back. What you have to do, though, is keep receipts. But they're backdating it to July. Now, no one's going to keep receipts from July. So as long as you've got a record, you can show on a bank statement or a diary entry or something that when you bought it. But it's not every test. It's only ones which you actually have to have for work-related purposes. Right. If you buy a, buy a box of five because you need to take one, but then you give it to the other four family members, only the one you took is claimable. How can they how do you, prove yeah. that? It's an impossibility, and it's one of those wonderful things the government come up with a great idea, <laughs> which is completely unmanageable. Right. Um, and if I, if I put down, not that I would, but I'm a very you know, honest person, and said, I've taken seven this year, they're not going to check. No, that's the that seems a little they're, bit. They're not going to check. Confusing. Uh, what about for workplaces that have provided them? Um, if you work for one of those workplaces, I assume there's no way of being able to claim. Not you can't claim direct, but businesses that can claim a reduction on their fringe benefit tax. So if they they purchase it and say you need to go and take this, they can get a reduction on their own taxes that way okay. as well. But yeah, if you personally have to buy it yourself, then you can claim on your tax, but it's only for those officially. And the government are relying on everyone being honest, of course, and saying no, these are the only ones I use for work-related businesses, and no one will do the wrong thing. That's what they're assuming. Um, my final question for you, Graham: Can we actually claim the time that we have to spend isolating away from work and not getting paid, or in the bloody queue to get a test? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, not. No, you can't claim that. Um, I, had, I was having a chat last week with somebody who said, "Look, I'm isolating at home, therefore my home." Power costs are greater than yeah. normal because I'm using power at home, watching my TV, yeah. watching Netflix. Can I claim those? No. Uh, hey, you should, um, have, seen, you should yeah. have seen that. We had guests. Imagine the toilet paper bill I'm facing because of this. Oh, gee, absolutely, yeah. Killing one me. My friends, we had four teenagers in our house, out of control. One of my friends' nickname is Oven Mitt Girl when she goes. It's like a roll of time she uses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for clearing that up for us, Graham. You're an absolute legend. <laughs> no problem at all. Good to talk. JB and Jules, Bundaberg in print. Taking you back over 100 years of Bundy news. This book literally transports us back into time with real live stories in Bundaberg. This is a collection of 110 years of Bundaberg history stories. Yeah, so these are actual news articles that were printed in the news mail over the last 110 years. And the fact that we've got access to this is fantastic. Oh, it's um, golden. Each week we take turns in, in bringing the other and yourselves listening a story. Uh, play along in the car and try and see if you can pick what year the story was from. Jules, I'm going to give you a headline. Yep. See if you can pick what the story is. Great. The headline reads, How to Catch a Man. Oh, no. <laughs> How to catch a man. Yeah. Um, okay, so there was a women's all fishing competition and they all went out to the Burnett River. And the idea was that the biggest fish, the biggest catch, would be able to get a date with a man for Valentine's Day. Okay, wrong. Very, very wrong. That's, <laughs> I don't know. I don't <laughs> Took that uh, headline literally. Maybe we should do that competition. It's not um, a bad idea. But this is a real news story and these are not my words. So okay. please do not link them back to Should I guess the year that it was published? Have a guess, yeah. 1957. 1957. Yep. Uh, way off. The oh. year was 1910. 1910? 1910. Um, off. Which would explain the writing of this story. Great. It is titled How to Catch a Man. 
in the in the contents it says tips for women women looking to catch a man. You must tease, but never indulge in catty speeches. Wear long clinging frocks in the house if possible. Talk in a low voice and show your feet in pretty slippers. Show what low voice? Never keep a man waiting for more than five minutes, but always allow him to arrive first. Don't draw attention to yourself in a public place when out with a man. So you have to what? What was the five minutes part? You have to wait five minutes. What? No, don't allow a man to wait more than five minutes. Oh, okay. So, so that's is... for cooking, for cleaning, for anything, I for being ready no... to go, which is impossible to it do. It just shows how much has changed. Hey? In 1910, oh. this was published in the newspaper. And was it well received, do you imagine? Uh, I, well, it must have just been the norm at that point. But say, <laughs> don't keep a man waiting more than five minutes. If I'm waiting less than 15 minutes when we're going out and about, I... <laughs> it's I'm, a miracle. I'm... What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? My legs are an absolute bloody train wreck this morning. <laughs> you have been complaining all day. Uh, good. I've kept it quiet on air, but once we go to a song, I'm dead set swearing at Jules going, mate, I am about to die. <laughs> I did a bit of a body pump class oh, yes. at City Fit. I've done one of these before. Is it like you get the barbell and then the steps? The barbell. Yeah, the, the, no, uh, clearly I haven't done barbell? it in a while. The barbell? Barbell. The, the bar? <laughs> Of, of weights, yeah. you put the weights on and you lift it above your head and then you step up on the little step thing. You do yeah. all different things. Yeah, yeah. it was good. Uh, good morning to Denise and the team there at City Fit. I, um, yeah, she's been saying to me, look, JB, you'll, um, you'll enjoy a class. So mm-hmm. I went ahead and signed up to the Saturday morning class. I nice. was doing beers and wings with a friend on Saturday. So I figured let's go and <laughs> trim a bit of the fat before I fill it back up with beer and wings. And, it. I, to be completely honest. It worked. It was fantastic. I absolutely, I loved the session. It was great. Yeah. Um, it, everything went well. The yeah. trainers were awesome. Great. It was a nice, Inspirational. darker room. So you felt, I guess, a little less exposed. Mm-hmm. But I noticed something during the session when I walked, when I looked around, yeah. there was myself, mm-hmm. another guy right up the back, yep. and then about 30 women. <laughs> so you were slightly outnumbered. A hundred percent. So, yep. so outnumbered. And, um, Talking to the trainers after they said, "Yeah, it's pretty rare that we that we have blokes blokes like yourself come in and join the classes." And yeah, it got me thinking, why? Yep, I wonder why is that a thing? Because I walked in, I felt a bit like not 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 welcome, but yep. you're outnumbered that much. You feel a bit like slightly oh, emasculated. Not emasculated, just a bit like, oh, am I disturbing it? Is it yeah. weird that I'm here? Am I making someone else uncomfortable? My am dad's I- gone to um, Zumba classes, which are typically populated with more females as well. Yeah. And he's usually one of like three guys, if that. And he sort of felt the same way at the start. But what do you he think loves it, is? it. He goes to it every week. At the start, he feels a little bit out of it. Yeah. So what my theory is, is that social sport has been male dominated for so long that yep. that blokes do the sport. And so women have found their way into these classes and populated these classes. But now with the totally. rise in women's sport and not all blokes want to do that, why not build up these classes and yeah. have a few more blokes? And I don't understand why it's such a feminine thing to go and do a fitness class. It wasn't feminine. Yep. Holy crap. No, no, feminine. It, it was bloody full on. <laughs> there were some strong women out there. Oh, full on. And um, I just, I guess it gave me a bit of an idea. I just yeah. want to push to get more blokes involved in this. You're going to start a campaign look, here. I like to think I'm pretty blokey. I like my meat, my beer, doing all that sort of stuff. But if beers, I can go, boys, 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 get into it. Watch a yeah, bit of footy. Yeah, buddy. 
chest hair. Uh, but if I can get a bit of a sweat on early in the morning, get that done so I can go enjoy it, yeah. why not? And why are there no blokes? Let's get this into the, your routine. Let's get more men involved in this. I want to come up with a bit of a plan where I can run the men, a, men's, a men's fitness class. You are going to be the ambassador, the mascot, yeah, the be campaigner for me men's and, fitness classes. I'd, it would be my dream to have me and 50 beer bellies flailing around. <laughs> That's it for now. Catch JB and Jules weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. on Triple M Bundy or subscribe here to get all the best bits.